If you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch was probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. Available now from Saskatoon Folk Rap Records, Mental Health Day, the new album by Winnipeg rap icons Gruff and Yai. The eight-track record is available now on vinyl, on cassette, and in digital formats from saskatoonfolkrapperecords.bandcamp.com. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Alright, welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm, you know, as always, in, on the internet, it seems like uh, I don't need to preface the shows by saying that anymore because it's been a couple of years thanks to uh, the pandemic, but I'm still here, still online, and I'm talking to someone who is new to the show, and that's always nice. I mean, I know I do talk to a lot of artists that are new to me and new to the podcast, but I do get a lot of returning guests as well, so it's kind of nice to talk to someone who is completely new. I mean, I've heard your your your, your name, I've heard your music online, but this is my first time kind of sitting down and talking to you, so I'm happy to have you on the show. And I think the best way to kick things off is if you want to just introduce yourself and start off by giving a bit of background about what you do musically. Yeah, for sure. Thanks so much for having me, first of all. Um, so yeah, my name's Steven, and uh, I perform under the name Tired Kozak. And uh, yeah, it's a solo project of mine that I've been doing for just over a year now. Um, musically, I've been making and recording music for years and years and years, but never to the point where, where I was releasing it. Okay. Um, so it was kind of just for fun or for friends. Um, and then just in the last few years, and a, a huge credit to that actually goes to my girlfriend, Jody, who's played in bands in Winnipeg for years. Um, but she kind of, you know, it was very encouraging and very inspiring in just her own musical career to okay. start putting things out. So uh, it kind of happened really quickly in a in a weekend where <laughs> a cousin of mine had a usb mic that she left at my parents house because my dad borrowed it for something and i saw it i was like oh i'm gonna borrow this who's from my dad is borrowing it from my cousin and i yeah. took it and just like put it near a mic and started making little demos and within a weekend i had recorded like what became my first EP, which was like, even looking back now, it's just a year later is like the jankiest thing. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, it just kind of really kicked on from there and kind of became a little sort of obsession. So I'm really glad that happened because I'm having so much fun now and really glad that I decided to, to go this way. Cool. Well, and I, I'm sick of talking about this and I'm sure everyone else is too, but it sounds like a bulk of this kind of came out during the pandemic when yeah, you know, the, the traditional sort of way of making music wasn't really possible in the sense of playing shows and even getting together with other people to record in the in the traditional in-person face-to-face kind of way so did that mm. did that 
affect kind of your decision to, to take this more publicly? The fact that you had maybe maybe had time to do it or, or, or the kind of incentive of creating something during this weird position we've all been in? Yeah, yeah, for sure, 100%. Like, I was very lucky that I had the privilege to be able to kind of just stay home and, and work from home and go to school from home during the pandemic. Yeah. And uh, with that, of course, like you say, it comes a lot of time. And I think now that you mention it, another element of it might have been the isolation from other people, but also it kind of took away the sort of pressure in a way being like, okay, well, if I record and put out music, I'm not going to have to like all of a sudden stress and organize a show with a band and stuff. Like I'm yeah. kind of just doing this the same way everyone else is right now. So it was like in a way forced me to be pretty small time about it, which I really liked. And uh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, the pandemic was obviously horrible and took its toll on, on so many yeah. people and so many really tough ways, but you know, I feel really lucky for having that one kind of bright spot within it. Cool. And so how is this, uh, how has it been received now? I mean, cause again, we're still in a situation where, you know, shows are starting to happen again, but it's still not the way it was, you know, in the before times and maybe it never will be. Mm. But what has the reception been kind of over this lockdown time where you've been putting music out there and, and yeah. hearing you for the first time? You know, it's weird because I can't really compare it to anything because I wasn't releasing music before COVID. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is kind of all I really know. Like, I was not really in the scene as a, as a musician. I, I'm a huge fan of local music and, you know, a big proponent of going to shows and being engaged with it. But um, to answer your question, it's it's been really surprising and, and almost overwhelming, especially with the, the album I, I just released, mm -hmm. which I think kind of, took that extra step from the stuff I was doing before. Um, I'm really looking forward to playing shows. I did a kind of DIY secret show late summer, which was kind of my first show as Tired Kozak. Yeah. Um, actually, no, I had done another kind of DIY thing early in the summer, but even so, um, I have a show now. Uh, it's Club St. B on December 30th, which is kind of like a belated album release. And I'm I'm so excited for that. It's, it's uh, you know been a long time coming i think and uh the people that i'm lucky enough to be playing with are are all great musicians that are gonna kind of help back me up so yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be good cool one of the things that uh you know i was listening to your stuff today too and uh one of the things that seems like a recurring theme throughout all of this uh at least based on the descriptions you have online and everything is is the ukrainian folklore kind of elements of the song so what can you tell me about that because that's i'm not ukrainian i i i'm sure there's very interesting folklore that i'm just unaware of and i mean so what what is the background there presumably you are a ukrainian and you have yeah. that, that history and everything but what kind mm -hmm. of is that inspiration as far as your songs yeah so like musically i think like you know a lot of not a lot of my like instrumentation or anything is like it's not like a zrada which is kind yeah. of very follow, following that traditional thing but it's more in kind of what's going on in, in my head when writing the songs and what kind of ideas i guess i'm trying to to convey and yeah it's uh it comes from all sorts of places so things that i grew up with especially with like my baba on my mom's side she was like you know what my mom would call a big U ukrainian um and so she you know was just in the way that she lived her life it wasn't even just in in stories per se but 
she was very superstitious okay um you know in her relationship to like spirituality and even like her religion was what my mom called like hocus pocus religion so it's always like kind of cause and effect okay. so if you do this this will happen or if you don't do this this will happen and if this happens it means this and these are all like very rigid rules almost to guide your life um so there's a lot of element of that and i was really kind of because i have some of that that i do all the time um you know, and like I'm, for example, like I'm not even religious, but like when I was a kid, if I drove by, if I was in a car driving by a church, I'd like cross myself oh, yeah. three times because yeah. I was scared shitless because, you know, <laughs> I was told of what's going to happen. Um, and then in the other kind of like folkloric ways, that really comes from my, almost my own journey of kind of being able to, to look back at that and kind of re-engage with that part of my cultural identity. Um, so you know, like stories that come out of like works from Nikolai Gogol, for example, or even just, you know, folk tales that I've heard that I kind of decided to dig more deeply into, like Ivasik Telesik and Kotkaroshko are two um, old Ukrainian folk tales that are just kind of interestingly both about like young boys who grow out of inanimate objects, like one's a pea <laughs> and one's a piece of wood. Um, and then there's a lot of like, almost pagan sort of symbolism within it. Um, they're not really that didactic or anything. So like there's no fable element to it, but right. yeah, I just thought like, this is cool. This kind of ties into the whole area that I'm sort of passionate about, especially when it comes to making art, you know, I think that's something that, that it's only natural to want to reflect. Um, so yeah, I think like that's, basically you know a general overview of where all that comes from i was sure. lucky too in my undergrad to do um a course in ukrainian culture which was like kind of weird kind of studying your own culture in an academic sort of way that, you yeah. almost have this yeah. academic distance in a lot of ways but then personally i'm super engaged and yeah that's a lot of it comes from just things i learned in that being like oh that's why things are the way they are well and i guess you have a almost a benefit of of referencing that kind of history and that kind of cultural uh, elements because you know there's all that, that saying that that every song's already been written and every every topic has already been covered you know x amount of times but at least in Canada a lot of those topics are are going to be new to a lot of listeners mm. who don't have that background so you're drawing from something a little different i think which is kind of cool yeah that's true that's a good point i hadn't thought about that yeah, I don't. But, I, it's not really a question so much as just like yeah, I, I just realized that now as time. Yeah, no, for sure, man. That's cool.
I mean, I was listening to uh, the most recent record, the one, the Hocus Pocus, the one that came out, uh, mm. I guess, a couple months ago, or not even. It's uh, very recent. It came out on Friday, on December right. 3rd, okay. yeah. Okay, so it's very, very recent. Um, and that's, it's kind of, I don't know how you define what the sound is, because there seems like multiple different elements throughout. I mean, the, the title track is basically a punk song. There's there's stuff that could qualify as folk. There's obviously indie rock uh, things going on there. I know labels are hard and everything is a subgenre of a subgenre of a subgenre, but do you, do you have like a Cole's notes version you give to people uh, when they ask what kind of music you play? Yeah, I'm getting there. I think, (laughs) um, you know, because like, yeah, obviously talked to lots of people about it, tried to describe it in many different ways. And I really kind of overall would call it almost post-punk just because that's where most of my influence comes. And that in itself can be a very kind of broad, genre i feel like there are genres within it if you look at like you know dark wave or new wave and stuff like that um and then there are elements of as you put like folk or like more straight up punk and then even like country like 50s country so you're talking like johnny cash chris christopherson things like that um so yeah i guess when i've like gone into writing songs it was never with a genre in mind um maybe there'd be a riff or something or you know, a certain drum beat that I was like, would have stuck in my head. So, okay, I'm going to like keep this in just for now yeah. and then kind of come back to it. And yeah, things kind of go that certain way. I, I feel like I do build in a lot of my influences, but yeah, it's definitely like, it sounds silly to say, but it, it's very sort of chaotic. And that's kind of what I try to describe to people. Like it, in a way it sort of bounces all over the place, but I like to think there's some sort of unity within it too, with kind of like, you know, very sort of squonky chorusy guitars or yeah. like driving bass lines, things like that. Do you think that that kind of uh, difficulty in pinning it down is going to be beneficial to you once you start playing more shows in the sense that you could probably fit in, I mean, you could play with a punk band and it wouldn't be out of place. Yeah. Or you could play a folk show and it also wouldn't be out of place. Or, you know, For sure, yeah. I thought about it, 100 percent. so like i could probably with the stuff i put out before as well make like a more country or folk set and then make more of like a straight up punk set yeah i hope it helps going forward i mean (laughs) i don't know if it will or not but you know it could be one of these things where it's like you're a jack of all trade master of none but right right i hope so cool yeah (laughs) i hope so too for your sake because i mean yeah it's it's, it's always nice to to be able to kind of move between winnipeg obviously has so many different styles of music and there's obviously little micro scenes within each of them but it's yeah the the ability to kind of pass in and Mm. out of them is is got to be helpful i I would imagine yeah i guess you'll find out fingers crossed (laughs) yeah exactly uh one thing i wanted to ask you too is in listening to it i'm not sure if this is a conscious choice you make or if it's just kind of how it comes out but i feel like your voice is very um I don't know what the word is. It, it it's sort of almost authoritative. It's like it's like, it's fairly booming, not in 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 songs where I mean, necessarily you wouldn't expect that. I mean, some of the more country stuff, more folk stuff. You have a very um, and I don't know. Authoritative is the only thing that comes to mind, but it's a very kind of really present voice that is. Uh, whereas in a lot of folk stuff, something's very soft and subtle, and you seem to do the opposite of that, and not in a bad way. It just it's just this like kind of yeah. very present voice um, over top of what you're doing yeah honestly um <laughs> thanks that's like i guess a nice compliment yeah but i hope um <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i mean it in a positive way a, yeah 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 it's not a conscious thing i think i'm just like a loud 
person generally. But, um, you know, I think too, uh, when I'm recording vocals, I'm very sort of careful. I, I want it to, you know, sound good. So yeah. I think just something in my head, you know, I'm not, I'm not trained as a singer, but like, you know, if I project it, I will have a little more control. Maybe my voice won't crack because, yeah. you know, sometimes <laughs> you go a little quiet, my voice cracks. Yeah, still. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Never quite got past that part of puberty, but uh, yeah. So maybe that's part of the reason. I think um, you know, music is inherently performative too. And when uh, yeah. you know, I know that there's an audience. I definitely will get louder. Voice will boom a bit more. But yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, it's not conscious. So that's kind of, I guess, part of part of me. Uh, you know, and and part of my singing style. Um, and yeah, I think like my voice changes, especially on this album. I think I got a little more comfortable singing with like my own voice. I think in my earlier stuff, I was almost trying to sound like, like another singer. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not, I'm not super like down with him as a person these days, but like Morrissey okay. would come to mind and kind of like the way that I would sing certain things where I think on this one, I was really trying to just kind of, you know, capture my own voice. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, I did that to, to varying degrees of success. I think in some places I'm still trying to do a little bit of like a Roy Orbison or something okay, when I listen yeah, back. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think uh, that's that's cool to hear because, um, yeah, it's not something that I really like go into trying to, to put across, but uh, yeah, I'll take it. Cool. <laughs> I don't think many people are, are 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 cool with Morrissey as a person these days either. So I mean, yeah, a, no, I would a, hope not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never greet somebody through the doorway of your own house. Of your own house, either go up to them or invite them in. Less I know you've released these, you've released two tapes now, right? And a couple of singles. Is that uh, yeah, where you yeah. are? Yeah, so, yeah, I made, uh, I'll just go through the discography. Yeah, sure, sure. It's easy. Um, so I made that EP that I called EP, and that's like the, the weekend, yeah. you know, session. Uh, so that ended up being seven songs. Then I had 
another single that was just like especially when i first started i like didn't understand you know what to do in terms of like post-production or yeah of course how would you know right? <laughs> like yeah, yeah. putting it out there so i just like okay it's done fucking punch it into some program that like quote unquote masters it right. and let's get it let's get it fucking uploaded let's go and uh so i made another one pretty much a month after called church that was just like two songs um then i had another single called shashka which was like very cold grim post-punk and then like i guess i would say like my first ep that i've actually put a lot of thought into and like made a tape for like physical copy was called cello um which is yeah like means village in ukrainian so that was more sort of on the folky side almost country not quite though and then this release was my first one since then and i had a couple singles to kind of like get the ball rolling on that but yeah i'd say this this is my first full-length album and this is one where like you know i was like okay i'm not mixing this one myself because i don't know what i'm <laughs> give, doing give it to the experts right yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah so i gotta give a shout out to donovan ostapovich who uh you know really really helped with uh with making it sound the way it, it did that's uh just just going through that discography like you just did there i mean it's a pretty uh it's a pretty good pace of releasing music. I mean, that's all within a very short amount of time. Are you hoping to keep that up or is that just kind of how things worked out? Like, do you want to be continually releasing new stuff or, or are you, what's your plan? Going yeah. Forward? Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it happens in bursts. So it's never been like, here's the, here's the game plan. It's just like, I'll really procrastinate or I'll really not want to do yeah. anything to do with music for a while. And then, you know, you fuck around or you get something stuck in your head. I probably have like 50 voice memos at this point of me just kind of going like, <laughs> like something yeah, yeah. like, and uh, most of it, like it just stays there forever. And it's like me cringing on a plane when my dad is not working to like fucking pass the time. Yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah anyway yeah and then i'll sit down and all of a sudden i'll have like three demos um you know and even if at that point it's only really like a bass line and some guitar or like a, a drum beat and some like mumbling vocals yeah um once that starts i will start to kind of get a little fixated on it and we'll start to get so many new ideas from listening to it over and over and over again like i'll just listen to this demo like 30 times in a day like shopping for groceries and like sure. i'll want to get home and work on it so yeah, if that keeps happening, I'll keep putting out music. You know, I, I, anytime I've tried to like force myself to do it, I ended up hating the way it sounds. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, has to, it has to be organic, right? Yeah, I mean, like, and that sounds cliche, but it's true. Um, you know, I think it's that way for a reason. Where if you are really inspired, it's it's really easy to all of a sudden kind of crank out a few demos and um, you know be really jacked up about it and be able to give it that attention even in like my other times when I'm not working on music to just like have it in the headphones constantly going yeah. and constantly like, you know, thinking of what I could do with this. Um, so yeah, uh, the plan is definitely to keep going. You know, it's, uh, it's been a really fun year. Uh, I'll see how kind of life real life goes yeah. if I'm <laughs> able to kind of keep it up now that I'm not uh, working from home every day. Right. But um 
yeah, uh, that's definitely the plan is to maybe not the same pace, but whatever, whatever I can. Cool, cool. What is the uh, first of all, as as I guess an old man who is also a Luddite, I, I definitely like that you're doing tapes. I I still listen to physical media for everything. I don't know how to use Spotify or any of that shit. But so it's always nice to see whenever someone's releasing physical stuff. I love it. But what was the reason for you behind uh, behind doing tapes? I mean, I know there's a lot of options out there right now. Clearly, you have digital versions too. Um, but yeah, what was your decision make behind that? Um, yeah, that's a good question. So tapes, I really thought about this a lot. Is is number one something I can afford to? to of course, yeah. Because yeah. you know I'm putting everything out myself, um, and I can afford to sell tapes for you know like depending on the order like ten five ten bucks, um, where like I can't fucking afford vinyl. No, no I one can't. Can, yeah. <laughs> and like anything else, and like CDs is like I don't know maybe give it another like and CDs just aren't as cool. Like tapes can be really pretty tape yeah. sleeves are, are so cool and the tape itself is just like a nice thing and i was just always thought it's really important because even you know like i have a tape player but if i didn't i would still buy tapes because it's nice too especially if it's like local bands or people you yeah. know have a personal connection with you want to support them in a way that you can also kind of have like a tangible representation of their music and their art that they put a lot of time into and it's a in itself is like a really cool looking thing that you can kind of hold and, and fidget with. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, I've always liked tapes. So I was, yeah, it's always something like I'm definitely going to do that. If I, if I put out music, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad, glad to hear it too, because I mean, it's funny. I've had some people on the show over the years who have put out tapes. And they don't even own tape decks. And it's just, mm-hmm. again, for those reasons, right. They want to have something available that shows that people can take home. Cause a download card is yeah. like a piece of paper. You know, it's not, it's, yeah, you don't exactly. feel like you've accomplished anything by buying a download card no. or whatever. Right. So yeah, yeah again, no, tapes sure. are, are great. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know, my girlfriend and I, uh, if we like, are able to have like a dinner where we both sit down. We always like pop a tape in. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. my personal favorite is the uh, soundtrack of the Princess Bride. Great dinner music. Great movie too. It's a good movie.
where can people find this stuff? I mean, I, I know I know that the good thing about this being a podcast is someone could hear mm. it, you know, the day after it comes out, or they could hear it two years from now. So, what's the best yeah. way to uh, sort of track you down and, and hear what you're up to? Uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of like getting the tape, uh, it's all on my Bandcamp. If you just like Google "Tired Cossack Bandcamp," I don't know what the exact link is. And I'll, then I'll link you to know, it in the show notes so people can click for sure. Yeah. Okay, so the link in the show bio. <laughs> uh, also, I'd say like the social media, if you want to like get at me personally, would be uh, like just Tired Cossack on Instagram. That's probably the one I use the most. I don't really have like a Twitter or Facebook okay. or anything. Um, so yeah, that that would be probably the main thing if you wanted to like you know get in touch to say hi or to say like go fuck yourself. That would be <laughs> that would be the way to go. Right. And then I assume all your stuff's on the the uh, the streaming services and whatnot, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I can do the little distro kid thing, which is, you know, pretty affordable. And then, yeah, people can access it that way. And it's like, man, it's so bad. I like check it all the time when I put new stuff out because you can like look at the app that like tells you right. like live of how many people are listening. And you like look at this little thing. You're like, this is so cool. I don't know. The novelty still hasn't worn off for me. Right. Well, hopefully it doesn't ever wear off. I mean, hopefully you're always still interested <laughs> yeah. in checking that yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. That's cool, yeah. And, sure. then, and then as far as uh, upcoming shows and stuff, I mean, I, again, this could be listened to anytime. So I imagine yeah. like your social, social media is the best way to find you, Instagram. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Things. I will try to get one of these, like, I mean, you call yourself a Luddite. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm at least a step ahead of you with having like Spotify and yeah. stuff. But <laughs> um, I got to get like people have like this link tree thing in yeah. their Instagram and like websites and stuff. I don't have any of that. I maybe will. If it's something that I can just like kind of do in an afternoon. Oh, it takes like two I, minutes. I have it. one and I'm useless at this stuff. So, yeah. Okay. So there you go. All right. <laughs> tables of turn. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll get one of those going so right. I can keep people updated. Right now, the only show I have on the horizon is this this album release show, December 30th, uh, at Club St. B, which will be pretty dope. Um, and yeah, are hopefully, the, uh, you know. Are the tapes or, or do you anticipate the tapes to be available at anywhere locally, like in any local stores or anything? Yeah, yeah. So I have some tapes from my first, uh, first from Cello uh, at Yetman's General Store out by the perimeter there. Okay. And then uh, Riley Gray okay. in the city. Um, I've been meaning to drop, like, take some to like into the music and other places, but man, I'm just like lazy or like I will just forget over and over and over again, you know. Um, <laughs> Stalking the other day, just like a stupid idea of like making some fucking skit where it's just like i go in with like a big coat and try and like hide my tape in a music store (laughs) (laughs) i could get apprehended and like a thousand tapes fall out of my yeah 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 so maybe i'll start doing that i'll I'll keep the link tree updated if that happens (laughs) (laughs) right on Each night, each night, each night.